Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us today. Good to have you with us as we celebrate truth, justice, and the American way which we all hope we'll have a lot more of after November 8th. Good luck to us. Good luck to America. And suddenly it's nine days to Election Day. And guess what? The National University and media polls have been a little off. Turns out Republicans are doing better uh, just about everywhere than the left-wing media has been reporting. Reporting, by the way, implies truth, so I, I don't want to use that word. Let's say it this way doing better than the corporate left-wing media has been alleging. Yes, they've been lying all along and dressing up their lives with big fancy polls based on their Marxist-Dem preferences. One of the big issues in this election is crime and the deadly drugs that are pouring over our southern border, along with the millions of illegal aliens that this puppet President Biden and his Marxist-Dems have invited into the country. Five to six million illegals, and Biden hasn't been president for even two full years. It's incredible. And fentanyl is now the number one killer of Americans, 18 to 45, thanks to the Democrat Party that has aligned itself with the Mexican drug cartels. Few people know as much about border security and illegal immigration as Ken Cuccinelli. Ken is a senior fellow for Homeland Security and Immigration at the Center for Renewing America. Ken served as Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security in the Trump administration. He was Director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services before that. Ken, it's great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show. Customs and Border Protection just revised their report on Border Patrol getaways from 599,000 to 604,000. 5,000 getaways difference. Is DHS and the CBP just trolling us with that kind of revision for what is just a guess in the first place? In in polling, that's tighter than the margin of error. So um, I don't expect them to get it exactly right. But, uh, yeah, that was that – was, I mean, we're in silly territory with that. But, and those are, of course, the gotaways they know about. And there's so uh, the ones you don't know about are equally, if not more, dangerous. Right. They, they, there used to be a metric at, at the Border Patrol a hundred years ago when I was when I was covering the uh, the border as a young reporter. Uh, it was three to one for every getaway. You figured there were three plus uh, three times that many. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what it is today, but it's got to be. If anything, it's got to be higher. And, of course, that puts it at another million or so gotaways, so, um, and, uh, or two. And we've already got the equivalent of more than the state of Utah having come into this country that we have, that we know about under the Biden administration with no signs that it's letting up. And, by the way, even Democrat voters don't support this. This isn't a a Democrat-Republican thing. This is just a radical portion 
of the Democrat Party that has the wheel in this administration and and uh, the the AOC Ali Mayorkas types who truly believe in open borders because they believe in undermining America, not in preserving and protecting it. You know, I don't mean to offend anybody, but I don't believe those folks are smart enough to have come up with this. Uh, I, I, th- I think that there are a group, and I've said, uh, I've, I've said it throughout, uh, there are a group of Marxist Dems driving the Democratic Party and this puppet president of ours. Uh, and only one name comes to mind when I think of anyone with the sophistication uh, and the motivation uh, to carry out these uh, Marxist policies, and that's one Barack Obama. He has to be integrally, in my in my opinion, integrally uh, involved in some fashion, don't you think? Well, certainly, um, Mayorkas was the deputy secretary. He had my he had my same positions. He was first the head of the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, the legal immigration agency, and then was the deputy secretary, which is the same two positions I had in the Trump administration, but he was there in the Obama administration. So they recycle him in and uh, make him secretary, and lo and behold, he's implementing far more radical. I mean, we thought Obama was radical, far more radical policies under Joe Biden than was the case under Barack Obama, and uh, to the point where people are legitimately talking about impeaching Mayorkas. Yeah, they're talking about impeaching Mayorkas, but again, I I guess we we go to the point. Do we really think uh, that in that role he has the power to do that without a cabal, without a directorate guiding him in every way? Uh, This is a president, an administration they are operating as if this were an out-and-out out totalitarian state, and they with all of the power. And by the way, they seem to have all of the power. Why are we dancing around this in this country right now? They own our government. Yeah, they most certainly do. And um, it's and they've got the Congress, both houses, barely, but they do. And they've got the administration. And interestingly, since they can't move anything that's this radical through Congress, it's still overwhelmingly executive action. States have done a good job of fighting back, pushing back with lawsuits and so forth. Uh, Texas first among them, um, but not alone. You know, you look at Missouri, you look at West Virginia. I mean, we can go around the horn, South Carolina. It's, it's been a busy time. And... Um, it was a busy time. I was an attorney general for Virginia when Barack right. Obama was president. And you remember, I've got a pen and a phone. Well, and he was serious, but that creates opportunities for Republican state attorneys general to to knock the federal government back within the boundaries of the law. And that is happening some, but it's a, it's, it's a very different situation in that getting a court to order an administration to obey and enforce the law Okay, you can get that, like the Remain in Mexico program, which was so effective. Right. But they drag their feet. They set up their the agencies. You look at some of these memos from who, ICE who's, and CDP. Who's, 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 who dragged their feet? The administration. You get a court order, says implement Remain in Mexico program. Right. Okay. I mean, have you, have you ever had a little kid you told to do something they didn't want to do? How How fast, how quick? Are they doing that? And at the same time, they are literally reorganizing ICE and CBP 
in ways to intentionally make them less effective. <laughs> it's like tying your shoelaces together before running a race. And it's intentional, as you said, it is intentional. So it, it's a whole lot easier when they sue us to stop us from implementing a new program and some judge lets them do it, that stops building. But tearing down is a lot easier than building. And that's what this administration is doing. They're tearing down every form of protection at our border and of the American people and of this nation and of our sovereignty that they possibly can. The borders are wide open. Uh, they've made it very clear what they're doing. Yes. They've told everybody to go to hell. There's no secret here. Uh, you know, we've got the, uh, the, the political theater of thousands of migrants being shipped, whether it be from Florida to, to Martha's Vineyard, whether it be from Texas uh, up to D.C. or New York. But the, the theater isn't changing the circumstance or the trajectory of what's happening in this country. We've got Mark Morgan, former head of, uh, formerly uh, the head of uh, Customs and Border Protection, estimated there were five to six million people in this country in the in President Biden's first not even two years in office. Five to six million illegally. We're getting numbers like 2.2. We're getting numbers like 604,000 getaways. We know that's all pure bunkum. Uh, because no one is keeping track because they're not close enough to the border to know what the hell is going Correct. on. <laughs> so what yeah, they're too to, occupied what, providing human services instead of national security. Exactly. And, and secondly, they're also too busy being keenly aware that both sides of that border are absolutely rotten to the core corrupt. Uh, it's not just Sonora and the southern, uh, northern Mexico. It is uh, all four of our border states and you can figure out the distance. I don't know. Does it penetrate 100 miles, 150 miles into the United States? It's all controlled by the cartels, right? Yeah, they, they control the border, no question about it. And uh, the, the, the biggest joke coming out of this administration, and that's quite a competition, is the border is secure. And um, it is a, it's a demonstrable lie. And, uh, I mean, Hypothetically, if you wanted to kill an ex-president, for instance, how would you do it? Well, and you needed you need associates. Well, I'd bring them across the border. Well, lo and behold, the FBI broke up just such an undertaking. And the point here is they all know it's easy to cross that border. And those are the dumb ones. I'm not as worried about the dumb ones. I'm worried about the smart ones. Yeah. And um, and well, they're it, all pretty it's smart. It's very you know easy what? for them to get over here. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say. They're the ones getting away. Uh, our Border Patrol is doing jack squat. Uh, let's get real here. We have a national emergency, but it's not. <laughs> it has no semblance to the one that uh, Joe Biden wants to talk about, which is not true, is not real. The one on our border is real. The death of uh, the poisonings of hundreds of thousands of Americans by fentanyl yeah. and opiates yeah. is real. And there's no game here. Real. There's no question. This is existential uh, circumstance, and it's as if both parties are willing to ignore that reality. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I'm not going to tell you wrong. You know that. And, and, I mean, the Republicans are talking tough now like they always do in the minority. It's easy to talk tough in the minority. What are you going to do when you actually get the majority? And it looks like, if I had to bet, 
I would bet that they're going to have a, a fairly strong majority in the House and a thin but Republican majority in the Senate. So on the budget front, they have power. They can put budget riders that stop all of the crazy regulatory efforts of the Biden administration in their tracks. They just specifically say this money can't be used to do X, and it stops it in its tracks. But they've never done it in the past, ever. So we'll see if they use that power to do it now. Donald Trump, President Trump, tried to put up a wall, was fought at every step of the way by the establishment Republican yes, Party. Was. And and they were uh, just as effective as the left in stopping uh, border security and now responsible for what we're witnessing. I don't see a way forward. I don't see a way out, given the leadership of the Republican Party as it stands between now and 2024. Uh, Give us us hope. Well, I think um, Donald Trump changed the GOP in a number of ways. And one of the ways is, and you mentioned 2024, I'll mention it, Let's set him aside for the moment for the future, just for purposes of discussion. No Republican nominee, I'm sorry, no Republican will become the nominee for president in the foreseeable future without a tough on illegal immigration and a fairly strong position on legal immigration that's protective of American workers, something you've talked a lot about, and so have I. Um, But I think it might just be you and me in a phone booth on that one. but um, they're not, it's not going to happen. Donald Trump changed that. He changed that. Um, none of the Bushes were strong on this. Reagan, as great as he was, gave us the 1986 amnesty. And, um, you know, that didn't, how, as Dr. Phil would say, how that worked out for you, it, it didn't. And um, I think that dribbles down to some of these congressional and Senate races. The, the old bulls who've been there since before the last decade are in the same corporate chamber of commerce position they've always been, and that's who they're going to support. But new people coming along are typically not getting nominated or elected um, without a strong position on this. Now, just like the Republicans in the minority, it's one thing to say it and another thing to do it. Look at Marco Rubio back with the Gang of Eight in 2012. Compare that to what he talked about when he first ran in his incredible campaign in 2010, night and day. And uh, so we do lose people that way. But it's getting better. It's getting better. The question is, when will the the lower portions, junior portions of the Republican caucuses, literally hold the leadership accountable? Say, you won't be the leadership without this. That's what I'm looking for. Well, if you're looking for it in the Senate, that means Mitch McConnell has to change. Uh, he has to have a metamorphosis of uh, unprecedented proportions. I'll put it that way. Are you really hopeful that that'll occur? No, or, no, no I'm not really uh, hopeful that Mitch McConnell will have a metamorphosis, but that, you know, once you get, say, 30 Republicans who've had the, a metamorphosis in that caucus, he wants to stay the leader. And, um, I mean, I've seen this in my home state as well at the state level, and he will adjust to stay the leader. And if that's what he has to do to adjust, he'll do it. The question is, are we electing enough people who are going to push him in that direction? Yeah, my my feeling is if, if you've got that many people elected, why the hell put up with Mitch McConnell? We know what he is. We know who he is. Uh, why not put in a new leader? 
uh, who understands what America First means and what making America great requires. Well, that would be nice. And, and um, you know, in, in my prior role leading the Senate Conservatives Fund, which is the, the leading conservative pack on the Senate that actually takes on the leadership, um, I did that for five years. And, um, you know, we elected people like Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, um, Tom Cotton, and, um, and others up through the years. And um, if you look at the caucus, they're the best 10 or 12 you've got. And, uh, but we need to double that number before you're really gonna move the needle. It comes from the caucus. Um, I don't, the, the, the process of someone becoming a leadership involves them selling their soul too completely for me to hope that we're gonna get a leader that's gonna be as you described. It's more that we're gonna get somebody who's transactional enough that they wanna remain the leader and so they're willing to simply do what the majority of their caucus is pressing them to do on the immigration front. That's the only way I see this happening. All right, you're being pragmatic and I understand that and I think that's uh, smart. Uh, but I, what I have trouble understanding is how the Republican Party uh, can even look voters in the face uh, come uh, this November without any kind of statement from leadership uh, from the party uh, in any form talking about uh, what is happening in real time in real politics, and namely that that border is wide open, that we are permitting the poisoning of hundreds of thousands of Americans, the killing, the murder by the drug cartels in in cooperation and conjunction with the Ch- the communist Chinese who are manufacturing the product. They send their chemists here to do so uh, and transport by the millions of pills, fentanyl, uh, to kill Americans. It's a straightforward purpose. We have, we have up, our State Department has up travel alerts now in uh, Mexico uh, for Americans not to go because of the violence and uh, the cartel violence. But we have no foreign policy toward Mexico uh, and show absolutely no inclination to take on the cartels, uh, except Greg Greg Abbott the other day said that they were going to uh, identify them well, as terrorist organizations. Yeah, but, but it has no legal effect. It's kind of a photo op. Right. Um, look, this is a bipartisan failure um, through the years. Is um, Mexico is obviously a proud country with a great history, but in no part of its history has it ever controlled 100% of its own territory. This is how the cartels control the border. This is a 2,000 mile long border that the cartels control on the Mexican side, not the Mexican government. And they control swaths of Mexico. And we should treat them as the quasi governments using terrorist tactics that they are. And we need to get much more aggressive with the cartels financially and physically. And, you know, I have to say, as I heard you describe Mexico, uh, whole swaths not under the control of the Mexican government. Uh, it sounds like you're describing the United States as well, because we don't control the border. We don't control those uh, the southern parts of those four border states uh, that are north of the border. We don't control sanctuary cities. We don't control our own immigration program. Our own government is flying illegal immigrants uh, across the, the country in the dark of night to settle them in, in towns and villages and uh, cities in which we 
the governments don't even know they've arrived. I mean, you and, talk and about, this is the Balkanization. This is the Balkanization <laughs> of America. Well, and it's intentional. It's policy by the Stalinist left of the Democrat Party. And and I, I will say, you and I were joking about joking before we got on the air. And uh, I will say, it is mildly amusing to see people who were shuffling illegals around under the dark of night a year ago, screaming bloody murder when Greg Abbott, Doug Ducey, and Ron DeSantis do it in the plain light of day and do a few dozen of them, but to their select, posh, elitist locales that are just for virtue signaling, not for actually helping, i.e. Martha's Vineyard, um, uh, that there is at least some humor within the misery. Well, uh, we have to look for it, but uh, it's there. Uh, <laughs> and mostly in uh, heaping portions of just outright absurdity and tragedy. Ken Curtinelli, always yeah. great to have you with us here. Thanks for joining us here on the Great America Show. Great to be with you, Lou, as always. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. And please join us tomorrow for one of the very best pollsters in the country and a great American. We'll have a straightforward assessment of just how well Republicans are doing in this election. And let me tell you, it's a lot better than the corporate left-wing media would have you believe. Please join us here tomorrow. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.